Hello guys and this is your host Dalin programmer this is the first episode of web mentor podcast so this is my third podcast after learn with dalin programmer and grow with dalin programmer so this time i'm going to bring to to you uh, some of the top minds in various fields so that they can discuss and actually uh, help you and guide you in various fields and today we have a very very special guest mr ashish sadeva he is more like a brother to me he was uh, he was we, we studied in the same college he was a super senior and today i i i am fortunate enough to be able to call him to my podcast and he is going to help a lot of you and guide you in in this field of data science so uh, telling a little bit about him uh, him he was uh, he was the data scientist in status lab and now he was he's working in kubrick so i'm really glad to have you here ashay and and thanks a lot for your time thanks for kind of i'm no god and i'm still like a junior data scientist i'm still starting up but thanks still thanks for that wonderful intro it's 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 really wonderful to have you here ashay all right so uh, telling a little bit about this podcast this will be around 20 minutes or so and i'll be asking you a few questions uh, which which actually the people my audience asked me and i'm going to connect basically their questions with you and uh, it's it's going to be really amazing so thanks a lot again for your time so first of all before starting this wasn't a question which uh, which my audience asked me this is a sort of a staple question which i ask to each one of my guests in every podcast i ever hosted till now so yes so please tell me about your journey how was your college life and how did you actually get into data science and how did you land your first job and why exactly did you choose data science as your domain okay so in college i actually experimented a lot with technologies so i tried android development game development um, web development i even tried non tech roles like marketing uh, growth marketer i did internships in that but uh, i i did not find something that i really wanted to do so college like for at least the starting three years was spent a lot in experimentation but uh, during the third year i came across this wonderful course by andrew engie uh, which actually started course that i myself it's uh, intro to machine learning so i did that and was absolutely hooked and that semester i actually spent just um, doing machine learning i got an internship at artificia which was also started by an xbitian uh, nadeep sharma so there i was actually exposed first to um, convolutional neural networks and um, generative adversarial networks and the work they were doing was amazing so i came back to college and then i spent the next um, semester just learning about convolutional neural networks deep learning recurrent neural networks and stuff then the placement season came in uh, price for the house cooper uh, they offered me a consultant role but i knew this is not such I really wanted to do and wanted to you know pursue something in deep learning or data science mm-hmm. so after uh, i was i got selected in pwc i actually started applying outside for internships mm-hmm. and i came across this amazing company uh, stasis lab which was transforming healthcare for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, so i applied to them um, fortunately um, they replied back and they did have an opening for data science intern um, their aditya was there was also an experience so um, we had a very nice call about what cases is going to do with the data science team and then i got in uh, that um, data science internship and then um, i spent the next 6 months doing some amazing work um, and that 6 months actually 
made 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 me sure that this is what I really wanted to do. So at Stasis Labs, we actually developed an algorithm which could predict uh, whether a patient is going to deteriorate in the future given his vital signs. So uh, this is currently in uh, uh, process of uh, getting patented. Um, but still, I did not have a full time job offer from Stasis Labs for a very long time. And then I got a call from PwC. Saying, uh, are you going to join or not? And I was like, uh, I don't know what to do, but I was sure that I don't want to go to PwC as a consultant. So I said no to them. So for at least like two months, I did not have a full-time job, and uh, it was quite an uncertain time for me. But uh, in the end, cases did give me a full-time offer, and everything just worked out in the end. And then I moved to Kubrick, and um, because I was up, I was amazed by the progress being made in computer vision. And Kubrick is a very heavy uh, image and video analysis company, mm-hmm. so that's why I joined Kubrick. So that's my journey. It it takes in a lot of courage to actually uh, actually give up on on an existing offer and 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 to choose something which you like doing, and that's that's really amazing. So Ashil, now coming on to the questions which were asked by the audience. So. All right, so I'm going to ask you around six or seven questions. Let's go. All right, so the first question is: um, Is data science mainly based on data processing only? Um, no, data processing does form a large and probably the most important part in data science because if you can't really reliably collect the right data that you need. you can't really proceed with building an algorithm or a system but data science actually involves understanding the business problem mm-hmm. what metric are you going to track mm-hmm. building meaningful features from the data that you have mm-hmm. then build a model that matches the constraint present which can be both in terms of compute and something like user privacy like what data are you supposed to like allowed to use and stuff and then there is obviously the model deployment and scaling it to like a million users mm-hmm. and then there is obviously the most important part ab testing whether your model is actually doing something useful or not so all this actually forms data science not just data processing all right so coming to the next question uh can this one is really amazing okay so uh i Guess this one might be true because I thought that data science, uh, especially for me when I was exploring in second year, like what data science actually is, I used to think that it's only about mathematics. But uh, there's much more up to it. So yes, this question even I wanted to ask you that can non non coders get into data science and what should those people do who uh, lack coding skills but uh, they want to have data science as their domain? Can they choose it or? uh does data science also require heavy coding skills hmm so actually uh, around 95% of the data science job will require to be amazing at coding that is there mm-hmm. but the good part is there are a lot of jobs like um business analyst um mm-hmm. quantitative analysis even consultants mm-hmm. who just use uh, excel and tableau mm-hmm. to do data science and mm-hmm. this is completely fine like mm-hmm. if Uh, you can have like a GUI based system which does that for you. Why would you want to code? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the no code revolution. Mm-hmm. But ninety five percent of the hardcore data science tools, mm-hmm. uh, and and especially when you have you are doing things at scale, uh, mm-hmm. let's say scale of Facebook or Google, mm-hmm. where you are serving a billion people. Yep. So these softwares have their own limitations. So mm-hmm. when you are working at these scales, uh, so you really need to know. Um, you really need to be good at coding. But just um, like I said. Uh, non-coders can get into data science, mm-hmm. and uh, I can give you an example. Uh, at Stasis Lab, one of our senior data scientists, mm-hmm. um, for a for a very long time, he did not know how to code, but he learned it 
over the okay. years he was a consultant in mckinsey and then he became a data scientist mm-hmm. so his path uh, was that he started um, with excel and tableau and learning slowly about machine learning and then once he got into a data role mm-hmm. he started to up his coding skills Mm-hmm. So I think that is the path that most people need to follow. You can mm-hmm. start off as a data analyst or a business analyst using Excel, you know, some kind of regression or logistic regression mm-hmm. to optimize the processes in the company mm-hmm. and slowly move on to more hardcore data science roles. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So that I hope that answers your question. Whoever asked this, that uh, you guys need to learn coding. So coding is the new language. I guess everyone should be at least familiar with at least one coding language. All right. So coming on. <laughs> yeah so coming on to the next question uh uh this seems a little bit weird <laughs> uh, and don't you know why this uh, person asked this question but yes it was sort of interesting so how much math does data science require so i just so, i'm just highly interested how will you answer this question yes yeah so i would say quite a bit um, mm-hmm. you are dealing with a lot of math on a daily basis mm-hmm. because the foundation of data science is actually in statistics probability and linear algebra Exactly. But yeah. uh, and I think most of the people actually have a mental block when they are trying to get started and it has a lot of math. Mm-hmm. The good part is that you don't need to know all the math that is there. You need to know the basics of probability statistics linear algebra to get started and as and when you face new challenges you up your math skills and okay. this actually requires constantly reading up new stuff so that you are able to build that uh, that brain that actually can analyze all this mathematical information so i when i interview people i normally do not ask extremely complicated math questions mm-hmm. i uh, i generally ask things like explain me linear regression mean squared error which are which form the basics of um machine learning mm-hmm. so yes there is a lot of math and you need to constantly read and up your math skills mm-hmm. because almost like every week some new algorithm or some new loss function comes in and you need to understand it and understand it and see if you can actually use it in your company yes and that applies to every field like as you said in the even in the coding skills like you don't and that that's a perfect advice you don't need to be highly expert at any particular domain to get started you just need to know the foundations and on the go while you are doing while you are learning you can learn more about it so i guess that yes. applies to every single field out there and you have to learn you have to constantly learn because no one wants to be stuck at the role of junior developer for his life right yes definitely so that also applies to yes you need to yes. constantly up your skills exactly all right so now coming to the next question so uh is data science as a career career safe in 2020 or these days is it a safe so, career right now in these times i don't think any career you can actually call safe like if you want job security like you might want to move to a government job or something mm-hmm. so no, most of the companies actually cannot provide a good certain a certain amount of job security but the but if you're looking at job prospects Mm-hmm. and the potential then yes data science is a massive market and there are over a million openings in i think us only so a million unfilled uh, job roles actually Amazing. so yeah so in terms of growth and potential yes but i'm not sure i can't say much about how much job security there is yes all right and coming on to the next question this is i guess uh, this is the major doubt in everyone who just starts off data science and uh, this uh, question um, like they can find answer to this in many many on online blogs and all uh, but 
when a person starts this question is always there in his mind and i want to i would love to know what's your answer to this that what is the main difference between ai ml and deep learning yeah so ai is just a buzzword used by marketers to create hype the progress that we've had over the years in is in very narrow domains like computer vision mm-hmm. natural language processing audio processing etc mm-hmm. not in a general artificial intelligence way mm-hmm. so um ai is just a buzzword coming on to the difference between machine learning and deep learning deep learning essentially um, refers to using neural networks with a large number of parameters and these techniques have been there since 1990s but due to a lack of compute and data no real progress was made for decades mm-hmm. the same during the last 10 years as gpus took off as obviously nvidia took off and we found that uh, gpus are as good at um, uh, you know in gaming and deep learning both mm-hmm. so um, we are and deep learning is essentially a lot of matrix manipulation mm-hmm. so deep learning field just exploded and um, so in i think 2013 we had the first ever um, you know reasonable um, show that deep learning can actually um, work mm-hmm. so deep learning is essentially extremely compute heavy and data heavy so when you have a when you have extreme amounts of data mm-hmm. and essentially unstructured data by which i mean images uh, audio text deep learning always wins against classical machine learning models mm-hmm. um but uh, when you have let's say a uh, constraint on the how much compute you can use or um, the amount of data that you have then you should always go ahead with using some kind of um, or when you have tabular data you should always start off with uh, you know using some classical machine learning algorithms like random forest or xgboost <coughs> and the other thing is in uh, when you are working at a company you always start with a baseline model mm-hmm. so your baseline models are always the easiest and the smallest algorithm that you can build so let's say you are trying to predict the churn of a user so your first model will always be a logistic regression model and that forms the baseline and your neural network has to beat that baseline if your neural network is not able to beat that baseline there is no point of you know uh, deploying such yeah. a heavy model and stuff So that is the difference between deep learning and machine learning, uh, classical machine learning. To sum it up, deep learning works extremely well when you have lots of compute, lots of data, and classical machine learning works well when you have some um, structure in the data and you are constrained by uh, either explaining the model or the uh, amount of data available to you. This actually brings me to something really interesting. So I, recently, I was reading about this things called deep fakes, and there was a there's an open source project on GitHub where uh, the person actually made a sort of a plugin for Zoom calls, and where the person can upload a photo. Like he tried it with Elon Musk, and I guess and uh, I saw the video of Elon Musk. So yeah, yeah, uh, you can change his. I mean, it will seem like he is talking, and you can generate his photos and all. So uh, I was reading about this article that uh, deep fakes are going to wreak havoc in uh, future. So how much do you think it's true, or how can we actually counter this coming problem? Like if, yeah, yeah. So there are two parts to it. One is the actual development of deep fakes, and the other is the actual detection of deep fakes. So right now, the development of deep fakes 
took off because for a very long time researchers did not pay heed to what deep fakes could actually uh, do to the society mm-hmm. but now uh, they are actually catching up on this so uh, if you see facebook ai has launched a competition for detecting deep fakes and this is uh, currently a very hard research team uh, being able to detect deep fakes so i think we'll catch up to that and we'll be able to detect deep fakes with a very high probability That's so really that will happen but that was an amazing technology i was really awestruck on that ki how can uh, like it was really amazing i'll send you the youtube link after this webinar uh, podcast maybe you, maybe you might i actually have... seen that and i've actually used that also oh, it's amazing okay. and that shows the progress we have had yes, but exactly. the other side also needs to make progress exactly. to actually balance it out yes exactly all right so i know this went off a little bit off topic but yes let's coming let's come back to the next question so we have only a couple of questions remaining right now so can data science be combined with other fields other skills like like for me it has always been skill chaining and skill stacking so like i i i used to explore various domains like app development and blockchains a little bit of blockchain and how can i combine them to build something see as this person asked me that uh, can data science as a skill be combined with other skills like web development uh, if yes can you give me an examples so it's actually always good to be a jack of all trades and master of a few mm-hmm. um so and even i myself i'm an open backend developer because i need to deploy models mm-hmm. and stuff but uh, when you are doing things at scale uh, it's actually really helpful that you have a specialization because handling that part when you are actually serving let's say 100 million user is hard enough yeah. so you can't actually manage the whole pipeline so yeah. knowing about everything a little bit is good but like sooner or later you need to actually have a specialization yes because you actually cannot be a great backend developer and also a great data scientist exactly that doesn't happen you can be an okayish backend developer and a great data scientist yes exactly all right so coming on to our last question for today um no i can say it second last so uh data science is that's a really interesting question and that applies to every field actually out there so data science is a wide ocean ocean of possibilities and technology so how would you suggest to get started and not get lost in the journey to become a data scientist can you suggest a road map or a sort of blueprint for a for a beginner yeah so actually i did write a blog on it mm-hmm. uh, like 2 years ago but i'll still share the advice again mm-hmm. the first thing is you actually need to find the why like yes. why do you want to be in this field is it the money because uh, software development engineers and data engineers earn much more over the long term mm-hmm. or is it you want to build amazing machine learning models then you are probably better off going into research once you have uh, the why now the good part is people from almost all backgrounds physicists biotechnologists economists go on and become great data scientists Mm-hmm. so this field isn't something that is only limited to people from cs or it mm-hmm. but they all actually have one thing in common that is having great data skills so i would suggest uh, to do well in the maths and coding programs in college and i'm actually extremely guilty of not doing that and you should actually supplement these courses by courses from mit and stanford if you go to youtube let's say you are doing a linear algebra course so you should supplement it with doing a course equivalent course from mit so if you type it linear algebra a course will come up by gilbert frank who's the all probably the most important researcher in linear algebra in the past 100 years teaching you 
that actually you know opens up your brain to a wide possibilities then the other thing is since you need to develop good data skills i would say uh, i would suggest spend a lot of time on kaggle in the starting yeah. um kaggle is an amazing place to be when you are actually starting out and the community is great there so they'll help you a lot to grow and the, after that i would suggest um pick up some uh, machine learning course my uh, bias is towards introduction to machine learning and i think it is the one of the best courses and the way andrew and you explained it is unmatched so i think that will help you understand the math the math and the basics of machine learning really well okay. and once you have once you have done this much i think you should go out and start applying for internships at startups okay. because most startups are actually you know looking to groom data scientists so that they can actually hire them full time because um, it's we do not actually right now have a course in our colleges which actually equip equip you with uh, the skills that are needed in the real world yeah all right so that was great and so now i have one last question for you and that is going to be something not not really related to data science and uh, it's going to be more of a student life so as you already know that most of my audience and most of my network is student community and i love to do things for student community so just one last question for you how do you think can a student maximize his potential while during his years of college or maybe btech or any any degree yeah so i would say experiment a lot and try to find what you really love to do like you don't have to actually stick to doing something in coding and stuff like you could go on and do something in economics or marketing or anything that requires a lot of experimentation and college is the best place to do that because you have such a variety of people mm-hmm. um, doing extremely random stuff in college exactly. so you can literally you know just go on and mm-hmm. say like i want to join you and almost everybody will say yes come in mm-hmm. so you have that chance to actually explore a lot of fields and then you can stick to one because uh, once you do that i i personally actually strongly believe that you really need to love what you do because you're going to do it for a very long time exactly yeah. and um, So, and if you are being miserable in that, you will never actually make any progress. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, continue. Yeah. yeah. The other thing would be, I would say, start something. And I regret not doing that. And by start something, I do not necessarily mean a startup. It could be a blog. Mm-hmm. It could be a Shopify store. It could be even a YouTube channel of you gaming. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it teaches you one act, the most important skill that is hustle, and a hustler. Sooner or later, find success in his life, and nothing can teach you how to hustle better than starting something of yourself. That, that, that advice would actually, yeah. strong, I would strongly suggest to actually break out of societal norms mm-hmm. of success. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are stuck with the societal norms that say like you need to have a lot of money mm-hmm. to be successful, or you need to do this or that. Yeah. I don't think that applies anymore in this world. True. So you need to break off that. my last and greatest advice would be mm-hmm. please please take care of your health both physical and mental health yeah. it's very important especially in these testing times mm-hmm. if you are struggling with something please reach out to your friends or family or alumni mm-hmm. we are all there to actually help you because i have seen a lot of people struggling mm-hmm. because of this and they don't actually take the first step to help themselves that's true that's true those are really amazing advices and i i love the best two advices which i loved the most was the first one ki uh, you should always create something so have an all 
I I always suggest people to have a mindset of a creator like do anything uh, it's not necessarily a startup it's anything like start writing a blog start start making an application of yourself start a side project start start a podcast start a vlog start a youtube channel anything but start doing it because unless and until you start doing it uh, you'll never going to explore what all things you have what all possibilities you have in this domain and then the second thing comes to the choice uh, it's always about the choice of what we actually uh, doing what we actually love so many people go with the pressure of the society that oh i'm going to do this i'm going to do that but uh, that always ends up like a duty so if what you it's always it's it always comes as a contradiction between choice and a duty so if if your duty isn't something what you choose for yourself uh, it's not going to work out in the long term and then amazing the last one was that uh, you should be you should take out time for yourself your physical health and your mental health it uh, without mental well being uh, it's it's not going to without mental well being it's not going to work out in the long term so yes that was some really really amazing advices thanks a lot ashay for coming here and this one this podcast i i really had fun while talking to you and the advices which you gave at the end was really really helpful all right so I, yeah i genuinely hope it actually you know convert some people into like someone who's afraid of maths and stuff mm-hmm. you know get into data science and become a great data scientist i genuinely hope that they will they will definitely after listening to this podcast and they, uh, they will definitely uh, started because it 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 sort of demystified many many areas like math is not 100% about mathematics uh, i mean data science is not 100% about mathematics data science is not 100% about coding you need to be a good coder but to start off you don't need to be an exceptional coder you need to be a good you good you need to be good at mathematics but you don't need to be an exceptional mathematician to start off anything and that applies to every field uh, you don't need to be an exceptional master of that skill to start it no one it's all about taking the first step so that was really amazing